Welcome to Soul to Wellness with Kathy Thurman. Over the next hour, you're going to learn from expert guests their thoughts on alternative and complementary healing modalities. Now, here is Kathy. You're listening to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hello, everyone. I'm wishing you a pleasant evening so far. Welcome to the seventh episode of Soul to Wellness. I'm your host, Kathy Thurman, and continuing with the topic of trauma, tonight's show will be introducing two holistic treatments entailing Reiki and yoga. Now, as you can imagine, trauma work is not a good time, but it's no less rewarding. I've been working in trauma my entire career, and I consider myself to be a wounded healer. The term wounded healer was coined by Swiss psychologist Carl Jung. It basically means that recognizing and healing the challenges in our lives can help us to develop empathy and understanding for others. It can also offer us the opportunity, if we choose, to hold the space to support others through similar difficulties. I suffered my share of trauma and I've been due diligently working on healing it, which actually gives me street cred (laughs) with my clients. I came from a family who didn't talk about their problems because having problems was considered to be a weakness. Well, I don't see it that way. Problems are a fact of life. And like with any obstacle, as long as we face it and attempt to overcome it, we build a muscle, and consequently, there's growth. Although some of my experiences were quite painful, I survived. I'm still here. (laughs) And it provided me a deeper understanding of human suffering from which I was able to grow and transform. I'm now far more resilient. And despite the fact my path was far from perfect, it's my story. And my story, just like your story, is a source of wisdom that I draw from to help others on their healing journey. As a wounded healer and practitioner in alternative medicine, it's my mission to raise awareness about the impact of trauma, how trauma influences our mental and physical well-being. It's also my mission to advocate for trauma-informed practices. In the last episode of Soul to Wellness, I introduced a representational system called the four sensory types. The sensory types are how people process information. And the sensory types especially applies to how individuals process trauma. Given the fact most everyone has been traumatized and will process their trauma differently, It's important for holistic healers to continue creating methods and supportive systems for trauma survivors. Many clients fresh out of rehab seek out my services. I just accepted a client who spent 60 days and a hundred thousand dollars on rehab. And this was considered to be a top notch facility. Sadly, the rehab program did not even scratch the surface of this client's trauma. This is an ongoing problem. And although Western medicine has advanced in prescription drugs, 
It's fallen short on healing the root cause of maladaptive behaviors and mental health problems that are primarily due to an emotionally broken heart. There's just not a pill for broken hearts. And I have directly witnessed the need for eclectic approaches to recovery, which is the reason I wanted the show to survey some of the holistic interventions available. I have here with me two lovely guests from Arizona, long friends and colleagues of mine, absolutely beautiful souls and wounded healers themselves who specialize in trauma recovery and who are kind enough to share the components to their healing modalities. Joining us, we have Baker Gendron from Sedona and frequent guest Amber Willett from Tucson. Hello and welcome, ladies. It's an honor to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. Uh, we're lucky to have you thank for the you. full length of the thank, thank you, Baker. That was Baker. You want to say hello, Amber? Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Kathy. You're sure. Sure, you're welcome. Um, we're lucky to have you for the full length of the show, and I'm excited about that because I believe it's important for our listeners to get to know you, learn about your methods, but also to learn about how you landed in this type of work. Because let's face it, your career is not well known or is the first thing a young girl dreams about doing when she grows up. <laughs> so I would love to hear your background stories. Again, welcome, ladies. And Baker, let's start with you. If you don't mind, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself to the listeners and to share whatever initial information you would like the listeners to know about who you are, what you do, how you came into this line of work, and then we'll get into the actual details of your healing method later on. Okay. Well, um, gosh, it could be a long story. I'll try to make it short. Okay. <laughs> um, I came into this work uh, briefly. I had a very traumatic background too. I was um, sexually abused by my father from four to fourteen, and then um, was raped by two men at gunpoint uh, when I was twenty-three. I went through traditional therapy, as you know, you just kind of mentioned that a little mm -hmm. bit. But I went through years of traditional therapy. Um, I will say that that did really help me a lot. I healed a lot through that. Um, after going through four different therapists, I finally found a, a brilliant, brilliant woman down in Mesa when I lived down in the valley, and um, she really did help me tremendously. EMDR helped me a lot. I heard you and Pat talking about that. Yes, wonderful. Um, that was that really, really brilliant uh, treatment. And anyway, then um, through spirit guides, uh, one of my guides told me to move to Sedona. And I ended up up here and at some point discovered Reiki. Reiki is a um, very, very old technique. It's basically energy healing. Um, it's very, if, if you know chi, which is a, a universal energy, we, that's what we use. We use that and, um, it, universal energy. We, we channel that energy and we bring that, that beautiful energy through the body, um, use that 
that just that beautiful energy to bring life force back to people. Um, so anyway, I learned Reiki up here in Sedona and started working with Reiki. And um, where am I going with this? And then you taught. You said we're going to talk about my uh, modality later. Okay, so I came to Sedona, started doing um, spiritual counseling up here and coaching, and then that developed into psychic coaching. So I do a lot of different things. I do intuitive readings. I do psychic coaching. I do shamanic Reiki. Um, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Um, did I say enough? <laughs> no, that was funny. Hey, and I just uh, want to, everyone to know that, you know, Baker is a friend of mine, but uh, I initially met her as a professional <laughs> and I did uh, go to her for her psychic coaching. And oh my gosh, she's amazing. I send all my clients who wind up visiting Sedona to her because Baker, you have been right on about everything. I'm not a big advocate necessarily of psychics, but Baker isn't necessarily like you. Why don't you explain that a little bit, Baker? Like you don't really consider yourself a psychic. You consider yourself more of an intuitive, but intuitive yes, you are yes. right on. So what, what do you thank think the difference you, is? Um, gosh, I, first of all, I think the difference is that um, my guide, Mama Sita, came I went to Peru in 2006 and worked with um, Ayahuasqueros and Huachumeros down there. That's when all of this opened up for me. Um, I know that as a child, I worked with a uh, spirit, uh, an Indian woman um, who would come to me. But at some point, I'm sure that somebody told me it's it's not okay or, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. So I shut it off, right? I closed it down. Yes. Um, and when I went to Peru um, and worked with the plant medicines, it reopened. It all opened up. And so... Wow. Um, she told me to move to Sedona. That's how this all happened. She told me to move to Sedona two years after I was in Peru. Um, I Five months later, I was here. I had sold my real estate business. I sold my house. That was in 2008 when everything was crashing. All my friends were like, are you out of your mind? You're crazy. <laughs> and um, I, I just trusted. I knew it was the right thing to do. I moved up here and literally turned my life upside down completely just you know literally I mean everybody thought I drank the Kool-Aid well I guess you could say I did um, <laughs> anyway <laughs> um, here I am and I I did I I just completely changed my entire life I have never been happier in my life um, and that's what I did I I followed that guidance. I listened. Now, here's the difference. Here's what I believe is the difference. Um, Mama Sita is kick-ass. She is. She can be brutal, <laughs> but she can also be the most compassionate, loving, uh, gentle. So she knows exactly what the client needs, right? right? But the number one thing is she is absolutely always in integrity and so am I. There are there are some 
uh, I'm over here. As I said, I, do, I talk with my hands, so I'm over here doing quote marks. Um, <laughs> there, are, there are some some people, whether they're in Sedona or somewhere else um, on the planet, who, who might call themselves psychics, they might call themselves... Uh, shamans, they might call themselves intuitives, whatever word they put to it, who I believe are shams, and they lie to people. They might say to you, oh, your brother, your mother, your father, whoever, they're, they're caught in uh, hell or they're caught in the, um, they're not in the, the light, right? For another $200, I'll put them in the light right, for you. Right, um, right, right, right. It, you know, that kind of stuff, right? I never do that. Now, that doesn't mean I haven't ever seen somebody who's not in the light. <laughs> but if I right. see somebody who's not in the light, what I'm going to tell you is, once when you're gone, I'm going to put your brother in the light, but I'm not going to charge you any more money. That's <laughs> yes, okay? I just, yes. <laughs> yes, I agree. So I for those... Do that stuff to people. No, no, no. For those of you who are not familiar with Baker's line of work, now her, she um, opened up to this intuitive guidance. It actually happened later in life where she met her spirit guide. And Mama Sita is this spirit guide that she is talking about and has um, guided her up until very recently. I'm not sure that the spirit guide is still with you, but I know it's been with you for a while. Yeah, yeah. She's um, actually, I'm working with a new group now called the Elohim, and Mama Sue is still there a little bit, but she's faded a lot. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a, a real transformation. Um, but I, yeah, and, and we're going to talk some more. We're not going to talk a lot about that today. We're going to talk okay. about trauma relief Reiki. Sure. But um, yeah, things are shifting and changing, and um, but. Number one is my, the number one thing that I would say if you're looking for someone who does readings or anything, any of this kind of work, are they in integrity? That's my number one thing. And Pat talked about it on your last show. Um, He talked about if you're looking for someone who's doing soul retrieval or as Amber does, trauma-informed uh, yoga. It doesn't matter what you're looking for. Are they in integrity? What's your gut telling you about that person? That's the exactly. most primary thing here. And what Kathy was just talking about in terms of the person who just came out of um, the treatment center and spent all that money. You know, this is what we all have to be looking for. There's so many people out there now that aren't in integrity. Um, mm-hmm. So that's I guess that would be my big thing. I could get on my soapbox and talk no, about I, that for an hour or so. I wholeheartedly agree, Baker. That's an excellent point. Um, so many people don't really know where to turn, and they think that just because somebody is in into the holistic healing modalities, that they're, that just automatically constitutes that they are a person of integrity, and that's that's not true necessarily. So, no. um, in, e- in either ends, either we Eastern or Western medicine, there's there's unfortunately some um, people who are, are not of integrity. Um, okay, Amber, how about right. you? Like, why don't you give us a little uh, background on you, how you got into trauma work, and how you were guided to this current occupation. Yeah, for sure. So I I really got into this line of work and specifically the trauma-informed yoga modality through my own healing. Um 
a few years back now, I was in treatment for an eating disorder and I found the trauma-informed yoga there. So we actually had yoga at this treatment center and it was very slow and meditative. And I had done yoga before, but I had really done it for the aesthetics of it. Uh, you know, can I get my foot behind my head and can I do a handstand and an arm balance and all of that nonsense that, in my opinion, is not what yoga is about. Um, but that's what I was doing it for. And I wasn't able to stick with it because that's not what it's about. And mm -hmm. when I was in the treatment center, um, that's kind of, yeah, like I said, that's when I found true yoga and like the real uh, meditative part of it. Mm -hmm. But really it wasn't until I was actually out of the treatment center and I was practicing on my own in my bedroom by myself in the safety of my own home with no other eyes on me and just kind of moving and and listening to my body really. And that's kind of when I had this epiphany and I was actually on my floor and I was uh, stretching my hamstrings. And all of a sudden I just had this thought of, oh my gosh, if I'm noticing this sensation in my hamstrings and I'm responding accordingly and with compassion, then why can't I, why aren't I responding to my hunger cues that way? Because mm -hmm. my body's giving me those sensations. Right. And I'm just ignoring them. And I've been ignoring them for years. And if I can do this with my leg and I can do this with my arm and I can do this with the rest of my body, there's no reason why I'm not doing that with my hunger cues. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I started to do that. And then I got curious and then I started to notice that my I felt different things in my body and I was feeling different things. So I started to really pay attention and I began to learn what anxiety felt like in my body and what anger felt like, what joy felt like, what all of these different, different what fun felt like, all different emotions and different things. They were all through sensation. And um, that's really what I, that's what I guide in my trauma-informed yoga is the language of sensation, learning the language of sensation uh, as a way to reestablish the mind-body connection. Especially for me, I had to reestablish it and then strengthen it. Some people were working on strengthening it, but a lot of times with trauma, that mind-body connection is just completely severed because the body doesn't actually feel safe. Right. Um, and that's kind of how, that's how I got into it, just on my own, my own healing journey. Okay, excellent. So let me ask you this, ladies, uh, being wounded healers, uh, given the nature of your history, and I'm so sorry, Baker, for your history, your, your history is what would be considered off, off the chart trauma, okay? Um, do, you, do you ladies think that this, like, let's just call this body work, okay? Do you think for, especially individuals who have been physically and sexually abused, do you think it's essential that they experience some kind of healing body work for their healing journey? I think absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that it also ties into what Baker was saying about integrity. I think that it is important and necessary to work with the energy body and move the the energy of the trauma out of the body but mm -hmm. it is it is beyond important to make sure that you are with someone that you feel safe with yes to make sure that you are with someone doing this work with someone who is not going to take advantage of the fact that you don't have this mind body connection or you don't know what is safe you aren't 
comfortable in setting boundaries. You have mm-hmm. to make sure that you are working with someone who has your best interest and your safety as their number one top priority. Yes, absolutely. That rapport is is number one. What about you, Baker? What do you think? I, I totally agree. I would say that, um, well, after working with um, the therapist that I said was so brilliant, uh, and she... It wasn't until we did some EMDR work. And then um, when I went to Peru, I would say that the last pieces of actually going through, um, I always say the last pieces of the healing that I did were actually in Peru. And it was working with some plant medicine, but then also doing some group work with um, some people that I really felt, as Amber just said, completely safe with, and um, we did some body work there. And then when I came back, I worked with another. I worked with a timeline therapist who um, helped me do some more body work and led me through an, a, a technique I had never worked with with the timeline therapy, but we did some body work and mm-hmm. moved some more out of my body. So I absolutely completely agree. And that's what I do with the trauma relief therapy, you know, Reiki, which we'll talk about. But but yes, absolutely. Um, and I've seen it over and over again in the almost five years that I've been doing the trauma relief Reiki, because that's exactly what we do. So yes, absolutely. Wonderful. So I wanted to ask you both, ladies, since we have we have about five minutes before our first commercial break, I wanted to ask you both. Now, you, Amber hasn't announced this yet, but I'm going to announce it. Amber <laughs> is also an intuitive. So what I wanted to ask you, ladies, oh, cool. I, I, I honestly believe that the intuition has to do with our soul's journey mm-hmm. um, in addition to our trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe that trauma was meant to break us. Uh, what I What I've learned as a past life regressionist is that our trauma is actually guiding us along our path. Um, it's, it's, it actually serves our journey um, as long as you can heal it. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a, there's light at the end of this dark tunnel. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what, what I wanted to ask you ladies though, I was very intuitive as a child as well. And I suffered uh, sexual and physical abuse. Um, so were you aware, what I wanted to ask you ladies, were, were you aware of your intuition and that you were on a spiritual journey very early in life? Yeah, I definitely knew. I definitely knew. I, um, not only just my, my intuition and, uh, the feeling, this inner knowing, I had a, a lot of inner knowing my whole life where I just knew things. There was no reason why I knew them. There was no you know, extra context that would make me know this or be able to infer this information. And I would just know, but also, uh, being able to see, I was, I would see a lot of things. Um, when I was, when I was a kid, even my mom tells me, even as an infant, I would always look right over her shoulder. Mm -hmm. And my mom is also intuitive and she would know that it was her, her grandmother who actually, it's funny because now since I've moved, uh, to Tucson, uh, she actually comes and visits me as a hummingbird. And I I knew that it was her. And I then, I was at the pool one day and I had a vision of her. I had never seen a photo of her. I had a vision of her. And I called my mom. I said, I think I know what Florence looks like. You have to get me a photo. And the photo that she chose was exactly the person oh. that I saw, which was really cool. But yeah, my whole life I've known and I had, uh, 
I had people come to my house and have to do cleansings because some of the energy wasn't, I wasn't comfortable with, especially back then when I, I wasn't mm -hmm. totally aware of what was going on, mm -hmm. but I'm really grateful for my mom because my mom never shut that down. And yeah. She always, very lucky. Mm -hmm. she always uh, mm -hmm. encouraged that. Yeah. So psychic gifts can be shut down in children um, and just chalked up to um, overactive imagination. Mm -hmm. So how about you, Baker? Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, well, I, I mentioned that I had that, that Indian woman spirit that would come to me, and I had some interesting experience with the Ouija board once. Um, I had um, dreams, uh, very vivid dreams, um, other uh, experiences where I saw things. I had out-of-body experience. Um, yeah, lots of different uh, weird weird again i'm doing the quote thing <laughs> yeah, yeah i know <laughs> you know uh, it, it, they, these weird things they, these weird things did make you a believer though didn't they oh yeah yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. i had again, i had as, yes. go ahead go ahead no, go ahead baker oh i was just I, saying yeah as as you know it is this and, you know, I grew up as a, a Southern Methodist, so, of course, these things were not okay. Uh, um, no. But, uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of things that were going on. I spent lots and lots and lots of time alone um, out in the – was, it was Southern um, uh, Michigan, so I had lots of fields and woods and uh, out with the fairies and whatever, you know, and there was yes. an Indian burial ground on our property. So um, lots of spirits around. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. I wish I actually would have had some of those experiences. All right, ladies. Well, we need to take a brief commercial break and we'll continue this conversation on the other side. We'll see you in a few. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Tune in to hear Kathy Thurman share her favorite tools and stories from 17 years of experience working as a certified holistic life coach, hypnotist, and energy medicine practitioner on Soul to Wellness with expert guests offering their feedback on alternative and complementary healing modalities. Soul to Wellness, hosted by Kathy Thurman. Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Oh. 
welcome back, and thank you for joining Kathy Thurman on Soul to Wellness, your place to tune into your inner self and explore the journey to whole person wellness. Now, back to the show. You're listening to Soul to Wellness with Kathy Thurman. Welcome back, everyone. I have my two special guests here with me, Baker Gendron and Amber Willett, and they will be discussing their unique healing methods, one of which is called trauma relief Reiki and trauma-informed yoga. Baker will be discussing the Reiki method and Amber will be discussing the trauma-informed yoga. Uh, what I want, before we dive into your methodology, ladies, if the, our listeners are interested in your services, how may they reach you? And any either of you can chime in. I just want to make sure they have your contact information. Yeah. So for any local listeners, uh, local to Tucson, I guide a public class. It's called Gentle Flow, uh, Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. at Movement Culture. And then I also offer virtual sessions that can be scheduled on my website. It's alignwith-amber.square.site. Okay, perfect. Baker, how about you? How can the listeners contact you? Yeah, perfect. So you can reach me by email, baker at 44times.com, or you can reach me on my cell, 602-999-2493. Okay, lovely. Thank you, ladies. All right, Baker, let's start with you. Now, you conduct a healing modality called trauma relief Reiki. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so trauma relief Reiki is a modality that I do. So what we know is that, first of all, doctors and scientists um, once thought that only the brain retained memories. And what we now know is that Cells throughout the body can retain memories. We they discovered this when they started doing successful organ transplants, and people started having memories unrelated to any experiences in their lives. For instance, um, maybe Joan needed a liver transplant, and she received a liver from Suzanne, who had re recently passed away, and then Joan started remembering scenes from Suzanne's childhood, like maybe Suzanne had a, had a certain little white dog with a black patch over her right eye, and um, uh, Joan started remembering this dog, but she had never had a dog. So it was things like that where they, the, uh, the doctors and the scientists started realizing that the whole body could remember retained memories, right? Because she's, mm -hmm. she got this liver and she starts having these memories. So when they started realizing that, that's what, what we got was that this unresolved trauma creates cellular memories. And it right. also can create deep woundedness and negative energy. And this can follow you throughout your life. It creates chaos, depression, debilitating anxiety. And then that can create severe mental and physical illness. So sometimes you don't even know that these old traumas are still creating this havoc in your life. And you may think you've dealt with this trauma, yet there's still these unresolved issues that keep popping up. So mm -hmm. this process that I've created is, 
It's, it's actually a very simple process. It can be done in one and a half to two hours. And I help people find these cellular memories, these wounds and negative energy that they're holding in their body. And then we remove them. Now, sometimes what basically happens is I put you on my Reiki table. We go back to that initial trauma. Um, so I'll just use myself as an example. So I would, you know, if I was talking to me, um, I would talk about that initial trauma with my father, for instance, and I would describe what happened. And when I'm describing that, um, I'll just call myself Lindsay, for instance. I would say to Lindsay, so where do you feel that in your body? And Lindsay would probably describe it as something like a hot, red, molten lava, right? And mm -hmm. and then we would, and I would imagine that I would feel that in the um, sacral area or solar plexus, you know, down into that sacral area. And then we would create... Um, a container that we would remove that into. And in, with something like lava, we would probably create something like a vacuum to help move that out. So then we're basically going to move out that substance out of the body. And then we're going to come back in. We're going to then seal up that container. And we're going to throw that out into the ethers and spin it off, and at some point, we're going to um, explode it. We're going to explode it into shards of light, and then we're going to bring a beautiful cleansing energy back into the body. We're going to heal the body. We're going to cleanse that whole area with beautiful healing light. And then I, take, I would take Lindsay back and have her change the story and change, heal the timeline. So in that case, probably Lindsay would heal that relationship with her father, change that whole timeline. And what happens is she takes back her power. She gets her sovereignty back. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing is that I tell the client that they are in complete control, that they have power. They can stop the session if they need to. They can yell. They can scream. If they need to do any of that, they can. Some people do. Some people don't. But, you know, it's, it's, but most importantly, and I, and I really affirm this over and over, is that you have the power. You have control. So if there's anything you need, if, you know, you know, I just really, really let them know that they have that power because we have to remember they didn't have any power in that exactly. situation. Yes, exactly. That is so important. Power over even right. where, where you may power over even where you may touch them on their body. Even you know they exactly. Oh yeah, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Number one, number one, always, always, always asking if they're okay with touch. If they, you know, obviously if they don't want to be touched, you're never going to touch them. Um, I, you know, make sure that um, 
if they don't want music, if they want music, if they don't want mm-hmm. me to make any noise. I mean, anything and everything is, is all established up front. And then I also ask them how they want to feel at the end of the session. So um, they give me the words that they want to feel. Do they want to feel powerful? Do they want to feel safe? Do they want to feel calm? Do they want, you know, anything like that? So at the end, then I come back in with um, affirmations and we, and we go over those three times and they can say those out loud or silently or whatever. So it's recreating a whole new scenario and um, and uh, very often, in fact, most of the time, that's one of the things that they come back with is that the most powerful piece of the entire session was recreating the story and the timeline. And yes. they, mm-hmm. they understand that they can do that with any instance in their life. Like they don't, we they we don't realize that we can actually go back and change these stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just seeing that, you know, and, and acknowledging that, oh wow, I can I can look at something that you know. I, for instance, you said just a minute ago, Kathy, trauma serves our journey, right? Right. Um, absolutely. I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't if this hadn't happened with my father. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you're you're saving lives, dear. <laughs> you're saving lives yeah. in many ways. Right. Absolutely. You're a light worker, and you're making change, and that's what it's all about. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and you're right about the the changing of the story. The change of the story is so important. I had a client once who had a disengaged father, and we ended his trauma release with uh, his own uh, envision. He envisioned his, himself in a sailboat with his father. And that's kind of how he was right. with his session. Right. It's very, very, very powerful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's good to and hear. And my father passed away when I was 16 years old. Um, oh, dear. And, oh, and by the way, I didn't remember any of this until I was almost 40 years old. Wow, it was all repressed, which is which is very real, yeah. by the way, for any listeners. Uh, right. repressed. I'll, I'll talk about that in the future episode and um, how... That, yeah, so you can definitely have repressed memories and how they surface. It's almost like when they surface, it's right. you. I, I don't know if you remembered when you're exactly the exact moment when they surfaced, Baker, but it's almost like when it sur- I had repressed memories too. And for me, when it surfaced, I was almost like, how did I forget that? It, was, it wasn't a fuzzy memory. It was, exactly. oh my gosh, how did I forget that? It's very, very real. Right. And it, it, I think it's released right. when you're ready to deal with it, when you're ready to handle it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And were you yeah. for yours when you surfaced? Were you? Did you feel like you were ready? Oh, it was. It was very shocking. Um, I I knew that the two men had beat me up, but I didn't know that they had raped me. And um, it it all happened when it came back. It was when my partner was um, dying of lung cancer. So, oh dear, it, it, you know the yeah. Um, and by the way, I'm fine. I mean, I, I, as yes. I said, I went through a lot, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of work. But um, yeah, when it all came, when all the memories surfaced, it was just like, what? <laughs> yes. No. And then it did not come crazy. at a, it did not come at an opportune time for you with your partner either. So I'm sorry that that was no, the universe. No, the universe is putting but, a little um, too much on your plate. <laughs> yeah. 
but I would have told you that my father was the greatest man on earth and I adored him. And, you know, there was, it was just like, uh, what? So yeah. And I don't want to get up on that story, but, um, you know, the, the, so this being able to do trauma relief Reiki and help people is just such an incredible, incredible gift. Um, and being able to heal my whole, my own story and, um, seeing how this can help other people is, it's, 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 it's an extraordinary gift. It's just an absolute extraordinary abs- gift to be able it, to do this work. Yeah, it a- absolutely is. And I'm going to move on to Amber in a minute, but um, on yeah, that please. note, I just, I just wanted to, to add that you also train people in, in trauma relief yeah. Reiki. Do you not? Okay. Yeah. So, so is that something they yeah. should watch your website for in terms of announcements of when you may yeah. be having a class? Yes. Okay. I don't have up yet when my next class will be, but it's probably going to be early spring. Um, it, it will be Perfect. coming soon. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to be looking forward forward to that. You know, I like to get trained. Okay, uh, you can never have too many methods. I don't. I don't think I'm a kind of an energy medicine junkie. Okay, so Amber, Amber, you are a trauma informed yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. So, how do you believe trauma informed yoga assists with trauma recovery? Yeah. So in to make it short and sweet, how does it how does it uh, assist trauma recovery? It's moving that energy. It's moving okay. the energy of the of the trauma. But now to kind of explain it a little bit more, uh, the way that my modality works and the way that I do it is um, all of my poses are done seated or lying down. It's very slow and very meditative, a bit more like Yin Yoga. Um, okay. But yeah, so it's a bit more like Yin. But that's the whole thing. I like that it's this way because I I found that with my clients, when we slow down and we do things that are gentle and aren't using strength, uh, they're able to connect to that sensation, that language of sensation much more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I like that it allows the practice to be accessible to people of all shapes, sizes, ages, uh, physical flexibility, all of that, because the word yoga can be very intimidating to people a lot of times because they hear yoga and they ha- already have an idea of what that is. Um, but I find that my practice is not is not that. It's, there's no downward dogs. There's no getting your feet behind your head. Um, this is about feeling sensation. If you're, I, I say this all the time. If you're feeling sensation, you're doing it right. Okay. If you're feeling sensation, then you're doing it right. And because that's what this is about. This practice is about learning the language of sensation and learning how to reconnect your mind and your body. And we use the, we, we use the container of the yoga mat to become familiar with the language of sensation. And like I was saying before, with my own story, it's, it's the idea of being able to decode the sensation that you feel in your hamstring, the sensation that you feel in your side body, that you feel in your arm, that you feel in your neck. And you're able to decode that and realize, okay, this is where I feel this in my neck here, but if I tilt my head up this way, that sensation moves. Okay. And the sensation now feels like this. And you just kind of noticing the differences and just, like I said, becoming familiar with it. And then over time, once you're familiar and you're comfortable with it, now you can use those same tools that you found and you learned on your mat in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. So for instance, for me, I've realized 
one sensation for me is when I notice that my chest is getting tight, I know that I'm anxious before I've even realized. Okay. My body is telling me I'm anxious before it's even gotten to my head. Right. Before I have the racing thoughts, my body's already telling me like, girl, I'm anxious, slow down. And so when I feel that tightness in my chest, then I'm able to then use my tools before I get into the panic attack, before I get into that spiral. So that's how it works. Um, but uh, just like Baker was saying, a huge, huge thing for me um, that I reiterate at the beginning of every session is that my client is not there for me. They're there for them. So everything that I offer is simply an offering. It is an invitation. If at, if at any time it doesn't feel comfortable, it does, mm -hmm. it hurts. If you just simply don't feel like doing it, don't do it. Please, mm -hmm. please don't do it. And a lot of times I found, you know, sometimes it takes time for uh, the client to feel comfortable to not do exactly what I'm saying, mm -hmm. but it is the most beautiful thing to me to see a client do what I didn't say, especially in a class, in a group setting, when I look around and everyone is doing something different, that is the most amazing thing to me because that's showing that every single person in that room is taking autonomy over their bodies. Yes. They're practicing totally. their right mm -hmm. to say no. Mm -hmm. And in, you know, people that have experienced trauma have experienced their autonomy being taken away. Mm -hmm. They've experienced mm -hmm. the inability to say no. Mm -hmm. And that's really what this practice is about, is about learning to say no, but learning when your body needs you to say no. Right. And um, so, yeah, that's really what the practice is about. It's about coming back to yourself, putting yourself first, putting your needs first, honoring your needs, learning what they are, and then learning to honor yourself, not only on your mat, but off your mat as well. Mm -hmm. So while, while they're on the container of the mat, mm -hmm. um, for someone who, who's new, especially to trauma-informed yoga, yeah. like what type of movements are like, just can you give me yeah. some examples? So, I, I've never tried it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So they're very simple. A lot of times we will, we will begin in a comfortable seat, whatever that looks like to you. If that's sitting with your legs crossed, if that's sitting with your legs out long, sitting mm -hmm. on your heels, whatever, whatever is comfortable. This is all about finding comfort and safety in the body. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we do slow movements like drawing your right ear towards your right shoulder and feeling the length on the left side of the neck and then to the other mm -hmm. side. Um, one, a session that I did just a couple weeks ago was really, really a profound session. It was my first session with this patient and, uh, they, we did the next stuff and then we had, I had them wrap their arms around themselves, giving themselves a hug and just lean forward. And I often, uh, encourage a rock from side to side, a bit of a sway. And they were doing that. And from there, all of a sudden they started wailing. They were just hysterically crying. Mm -hmm. And yeah. from there, we stayed there. Wow. We stayed there mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. 20 minutes, maybe, and just allowed yeah. them to feel whatever was coming up because that was the energy that needed to be released. And it was being released. You know, emotions mm -hmm. are energy in motion. Mm -hmm. So that energy was being released. So we stayed there. And then slowly over time, I check in with them and make sure, okay, do we want to try it on the other side? Do, we, do you want to lie down? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And giving them the ability to say yes or to say no, to stay or to not stay. 
And that that's really how it looks. Sometimes it is you're holding the poses for a minute or so, but the poses aren't about flexibility. They're not about strength. They're as simple as doing that, that like neck stretch that you do at your desk, you know, and uh, they're nice and they're simple. They're slow. Um, and it's about just taking the time. And at, like I said, at, at any point, if you want to release yourself from the pose, you do. That's so fascinating. Um, what I what I tell people who have been traumatized is that, you know, the first thing that trauma does is it disconnects us from our comfort with the present moment, mm -hmm. but it also mm -hmm. disconnects us from our ability to self-soothe. Yeah. And the 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 yoga poses are like what from what you're describing. I mean, it's just it's like training. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. training to self-soothe again. For sure. Yeah, because it's a training in learning right. the sensation that that tells us, okay, I need to self self-soothe. Mm -hmm. But then it's also learning the things that you can do to self-soothe. Right. 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 Ladies, we have about three more minutes before we have to start to close. So anything that you want to add. I think it's very important. I know the time flies. It and really does. Think the, wow. the listeners, yeah. Having been having been a trauma survivor yourself, um, what what do you think? Someone, what would you just like the listener to know? It doesn't have to be about your method. What do you want them to know? That there's hope. Whatever. Yeah, I I think that's the that's my biggest thing. You know, I as I work at you know just one on one with clients, but I also work in treatment centers, and it's. One of my favorite things is to be able to disclose some of my own information and share a bit of my story and let them know that I've been in a place just like this. I've been in a place just like this. And I also, you know, something big, especially with the sexual trauma, there are times a lot of yoga poses are highly vulnerable. They're, yes. they're very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And there were times when I, that's why I started practicing in my own room by myself because I didn't feel safe to do these poses in, in a class. I didn't feel safe to do these poses with one person. And now I get up in front of a class and I do them. That's an excellent, you know, I went from not being able to do it at all to only being able to do it in my room by myself behind closed doors to po posting myself on the internet, doing it mm -hmm. for the world to see. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there, there is hope to move past those, Absolutely. Absolutely. Baker, how about you? What is a very strong message you'd like to get out there? What I'd really like everyone to know is that my the most important thing that I try to do is to create safety. Um, I think Amber just kind of said that too, is um, I really, really want you to feel safe and empowered. And then I also want you to know that I can do this remotely. So I work with people all over the country, um, and we can do this. It's, it's just as effective remotely. Um, you don't have to come to Sedona, Arizona to do this. So, <laughs> yes, we can, I can help you um, with this brilliant technology we have called Zoom. <laughs> yes, awesome. Yes, for sure, for sure. But I do recommend going to Sedona because it's one of those 
places yeah. that are just a bucket list. You know, it's just breathtaking out there. Okay. Well, ladies, we are going to have to close for now. It has been an honor and absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I appreciate all your wisdom and experience you have to offer. I'm sure our listeners most definitely have a new perspective on trauma healing through body work. Baker, thank you for being on the show. I hope you have a very lovely evening. And by the way, happy belated birthday. Did you have a good day? (laughs) Did you have a good birthday? Thank you, Kathy. Yes, it was fabulous. We went down to Eagles. Oh, wonderful. 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 Baker just celebrated her birthday this week. Um, Okay. Well, Baker, thank you so much for being on the show. We will be in touch soon. For those of you who are interested in Baker Gendron's services, you may contact her through her website at 44times.com. That's 44times.com. And you may find all of Baker's contact information on my Voice America Soul to Wellness host page. Amber, it's great to have you on the show as always. I know you've been very busy with work and making your crystal jewelry. So I appreciate your time and thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of our listeners. If you want to contact me, you can contact me at my website, alignwith-amber.square.site. And yeah, I'll have some offerings there and some new jewelry soon. Okay. Why don't you repeat your your website one more time? For sure. Alignwith-amber.square.site. Okay, perfect. Well, goodbye, Amber. And thanks for that website information. You may also find Amber Willett's contact information on my Voice America Soul to Wellness host page. As mentioned, I've known Baker and Amber for a very long time. I've experienced both of their professional services and can attest to what gifted healers they are. Please note, while complementary healing practices are beneficial to regulating the nervous system, healing trauma and promoting overall wellness, they should be used in conjunction with other therapeutic modalities and licensed professional support. For those of you embarking trauma recovery, I hope you find a service to suit your individual needs. On next week's episode, we'll be exploring the healing benefits of copper. And with my guest, Doug Cornell, we'll be discussing a brilliant cold and flu fighting invention called the Copper Zap. And when you learn the science behind it, you'll realize this handy tool should be in every medicine cabinet, pocket, and holistic healer's treatment room. Additionally, I'm going to explain how the six basic human needs play a role in both the cause and cure of trauma. And that's all we have for tonight's show. I'm wishing you all a fabulous evening and a peaceful night's rest. We'll meet again next time on Soul to Wellness. Good night, everyone. I'm Kathy Thurman, signing off on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There's no need to hurry. Slow and steady always wins the race. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Soul to Wellness with Kathy Thurman. We hope you have learned a lot and you can apply in your own life. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.